First Baptist Athens offers this podcast of Devotions for Lent. Today's devotion is offered by Mark Sanders. It is based on the story in Genesis 39, 7-23, when Joseph is tempted by Potiphar's wife. The scripture is read from the New Revised Standard Version. The devotion begins with music provided by Sarah Delbane, playing What Wondrous Love Is This, arranged for flute. Lay aside everything else for the next few minutes. Allow the music to settle your soul, making space to listen for God. And after a time, his master's wife cast her eyes on Joseph and said, Lie with me. But he refused and said to his master's wife, Look, with me here my master has no concern about anything in the house, and he has put everything that he has in my hand. He is not greater in this house than I am, nor has he kept back anything from me except yourself, because you're his wife. How then could I do this great wickedness and sin against God? And although she spoke to Joseph day after day, he would not consent to lie beside her or to be with her. One day, however, when he went into the house to do his work, and while no one else was in the house, she caught hold of his garment, saying, Lie with me. But he left his garment in her hand and fled and ran outside. When she saw that he had left his garment in her hand and had fled outside, she called out to the members of her household and said to them, See, my husband has brought among us a Hebrew to insult us. He came in to lie with me, and I cried out with a loud voice. And when he heard me raise my voice and cry out, he left his garment beside me and fled outside. Then she kept his garment by her until his master came home. And she told him the same story, saying, The Hebrew servant whom you have brought among us came in to me to insult me. 
But as soon as I raised my voice and cried out, he left his garment beside me and fled outside. When his master heard the words that his wife spoke to him, saying, This is the way your servant treated me, he became enraged. And Joseph's master took him and put him into the prison, the place where the king's prisoners were confined. He remained there in prison. But the Lord was with Joseph and showed him steadfast love. He gave him favor in the sight of the chief jailer. The chief jailer committed to Joseph's care all the prisoners who were in the prison. And whatever was done there, he was the one who did it. The chief jailer paid no heed to anything that was in Joseph's care, because the Lord was with him, and whatever he did, the Lord made it prosper. I like to say that my grandfather, like many grandfathers tend to be, was a wise man. A computer whiz before the days of Google, a swift riddle solver, and an amateur historian, the man had enough knowledge to occupy years of lectures, but most who knew him would be quick to tell you that he was also a quiet and reserved man. It was primarily when he was prompted to provide his expertise, or asked by one of his grandchildren to tell a story, that he jumped into sharing his wise words. And while I often reflect on the tales he told, it is the words he always said to me without prompt that cross my mind most often. There is one thing my grandfather never failed to say, whether he was sending off a grandchild back to college or sharing a goodbye after a holiday gathering, he would simply yet profoundly say, remember who you are. This message can be interpreted quite literally, and as a young child, I figured it would be fairly easy to abide by. I can remember that, I used to think. However, as I've grown, I've found this seemingly simple directive to be more challenging than a way to test my memory. I've come to learn that remembering who we are is a call to consciously stop, look within ourselves, and decide who we want to be, not only in that moment, but forward to the times when we may face challenges that truly test who we are. In recent weeks, we've been reading scripture with a particular focus on the verbs within the text. As I read Genesis 39, verses 7 through 23, I can't help but notice which verbs are not in the text, the verbs we usually think of when we think about temptation. The scripture does not say that Joseph was caught off guard, it doesn't say he was hesitant, and it doesn't say he was conflicted. Ostensibly, Joseph was composed and without wavering in first responding to the advances of Potiphar's wife, refused her without hesitation. It is clear Joseph was prepared to be faced with this kind of situation, quickly, if not immediately, once it presented itself, because for Joseph, the reassurance of God's presence with him was part of who he was. Preparing ourselves for temptation is not a novel concept. I'm sure we all can recall some of the talking tos we received from our parents or teachers at school about resisting peer pressure and the more recent workplace-required ethics training courses we've sat through. The hours we spend having these conversations, preparing, pale in comparison to the time we actually find ourselves in anything that resembles these types of compromising situations. But the repetition, the recurring training of our minds and hearts, is a way for us to make the world around us slow down and allow us to more clearly focus in times of unexpected adversity, times that naturally create anxiousness and uncertainty. Joseph's story is also a reminder that even though we stand firm in our faithfulness one day, we may very well encounter a new challenge or temptation soon after. We are told Joseph was tried day after day, but having already labeled these advances as a great wickedness, he knew that this sin was not only an affront to his earthly master, Potiphar, but to his heavenly master, who was with him and had blessed him. 
In these moments of trial, Joseph continued to remember who he was. Lent is a season of spiritual reflection, a time to block out the noise and face the selfish temptations that darken our lives and keep us from finding Jesus. In order to be more unwavering in the face of temptation like Joseph, we must make it a practice to remember who we are and as Christians know that God being with us is central to that identity. Joseph's story in Genesis 39 disproves the notion that when the Lord is with us, we are without earthly problems. Joseph clearly wasn't spared from facing temptation, nor was Joseph spared from persecution or incarceration. But while the reward for faithfulness is not always immediate, we know the good that came of Joseph's faithfulness to God. For the chief jailer paid no heed to anything that was in Joseph's care because the Lord was with him, and whatever he did, the Lord made it prosper. Let us pray. Dear God, Open our hearts this Lenten season to reflect on who we are as Christians, to be calm and at peace in the face of temptation, knowing that you are with us. In your name we pray. Amen.